welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today I'm speaking with Cody Free, who's a rapper from Minnesota. He's going to come through today and share his cradle Catholic upbringing and talk about his work as a recording artist, or specifically a rapper. So thank you for coming and sharing this information with us. So man, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so a little bit about uh, Cody's music. You know, he's been rapping since 2016, and I don't think I've I have spoken to a musician before, but this would be the first time um, spoken to a rapper on the program. So I like rap, hip hop. It's cool, uh, very influential in my life, and it's a good form of music. And so, hey, thought it would be good to get somebody who does that. Uh, professionally in records and has music available online. So here he is today. So let's get started. Um, you're cradle Catholic. Tell us about your cradle Catholic upbringing. Like how was it growing up, middle life, and how it led you into now? Right. Okay. So technically speaking, yes, I'm a cradle Catholic. Like I grew up, I never like left the faith or nothing. Like technically speaking, I do consider myself a cradle Catholic, but my faith was like not tested very much, like all through high school. Like it was a very comfortable place that I was at. Like, you know, I went to a Catholic school, you know, grew up, you know, not much around that really tested my faith. And I kind of like just avoided anything that might even possibly, you know, stop anything. I would, I would, I avoided like everything that would have possibly led me away from my faith. So it was super, super easy. Um, so like, it seemed really, really strong to me, but like, you know, I go, I go off to college a little bit of ways and, you know, that's when it started getting a little bit more difficult. Like there was a whole situation in like my freshman year of college where I was, you know, I was trying to live how I was supposed to live. And then, you know, essentially it ended up with me living sort of a double life, if that makes sense. Like I was going to church, but I was doing a whole lot of dirt outside of the church. Um, and eventually like the whole thing, like, I ended up realizing that I wasn't super fulfilled. And then I kind of made that choice with just like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be. I'm, just, I'm not supposed to be going out and doing all these, all these things. So I kind of made a choice of like, no, like I, this is empty. I feel like there should be something more. And then, yeah, started attending church, started trying to clean up my life, trying to be me, but in a more authentic way. That's definitely, um, you know, really important, you know, trying to navigate this fine balance between Catholic and, um, you know, living in the world and trying to walk this double this dual identity that we have with our, in our life, when we both members of Christ and we have to live in the world. So uh, yeah, that was good. So um, you've been a Catholic pretty much all your life and you went through a lot of different hurdles and obstacles in your faith journey. What would you say to somebody who is discerning the Catholic church or who is thinking about becoming a Catholic? What's some advice you would give that person? I mean, personally, for me, I would say, first of all, go do that thing. <laughs> uh, second thing, I would say, you know, welcome, like, 
you know, welcome. We, we're here, we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, <laughs> but a thing that, you know, I want to let people know is like, it's not going to drastically change your life circumstances necessarily. You need to understand that like people are going to have expectations of you in the world. People, people in the church are going to have some expectations of you as a new convert. Some will be good. Some will be unnecessary and kind of just there to make, uh, make the people around you comfortable. Really, there's, there's no need to worry about those expectations. Really, what it comes down to is we need to love God and love others and be radical, be radically individuals. God did not create us to change us into a cookie cutter version of what everybody wants us to look like. He, want, he, he made you specifically with, with the talents and the skills and the background and passions and all of that for, for the benefit of the kingdom. And I think that's really the most important thing to remember about that. It's just like, you know, there's going to be hurdles. There's going to be expectations of you. As long as you keep that end goal in mind, um, that's really what it is. Like, look at the saints, radically different, each and every one of them, radically holy. You know, strive for that, find like-minded people. Community is super key. Yeah, that's definitely important, finding a community. Um, I can remember when I was converting to the Catholic Church, I thought when I became a Catholic, all my spiritual issues and all that would be resolved and the Eucharist would like make everything go away. So that's a good point that you mentioned. Um, it's a practicing habit every day to be a Catholic. So what influenced you to become a rapper or was there some sort of like spark or person or event that was like the, the fire that added to your your influence to be a, a musician? I mean, there's actually a few places I could start on this. Um, we may as well start from the very beginning. I'll make the first part very, very brief. <laughs> but uh, I started piano lessons at five years old. So like I'm classically trained at piano, you know, played a bunch of instruments, you know, started in, I think, sixth grade, all of these things. And I was okay, you know, turned out to be decent. Um, and then I think it was sixth grade, I started out with this, you know, all I listened to growing up was country music, which is kind of funny that, you know, now I'm a rapper. Uh, but, you know, all I did was listen to country music all the way up until like sixth grade. So I had this whole idea of like rap was like a non-intelligent art form. And I was just like, oh, anybody could do this. It's just like, yeah, whoa. And I was like, no, that's not what it is. So I started like writing. I don't know. I started writing a bunch of different things and I ended up being like pretty good at it. And then, uh, yeah, so I ended up making beats on my keyboard and stuff. Finally was introduced to rap in eighth grade. And I started listening to Eminem and like, it was cool, you know? I was just a kid in the suburbs, just like Eminem. I understand, man. Like, no, like, it's, uh, but, you know, I never really like with my own stuff, I was just like, I'm gonna get in trouble if I cuss. Like my family is like super against cussing everything. I was like, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble if I start cussing. So I like tried to separate myself and I try, I convinced myself sort of in a way like, oh, just don't do that. And then you're gonna be like, be like a superstar. I'm like, 
not knowing that there were all a bunch of other people that didn't cuss in their music, but the mainstream stuff is all, you know, cussing. Um, so, you know, listening to Eminem, I started getting really familiar with like this 90s West Coast scene. Um, so like Dr. Dre, like NWA, all them guys. Um, finally, about high school age, I started listening to like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Um, kind of funny, I was like a, you know, senior year. So I was like a 17, 18 year old old head where I had this whole mentality of like, nah, bro, the only real rappers are the ones that, you know, sound like it's from the 90s. And then I listened to Kanye West and I was like, I, I've changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so originally my artist name was Code Red. I didn't even know there was another Catholic artist named Code Red. But it, the whole thing was like, oh, it's a state of emergency, bro. I got to save music. Like, that's kind of where my mentality was at. And eventually I kind of grew out of that and realized, like, there's a lot of art that can be made when you throw out some of those restrictive rules. And it gradually developed into my understanding of art and how I make music right now, which is just kind of make something beautiful or meaningful or necessary to share with the world. So my next question, I always hear this question like floated around and like music industry, especially hip hop. So like a lot of times rappers are afraid to brand themselves and call themselves a Christian. Um, because they are just afraid of like the stereotypes and all the uh, attention that may come with the title. Um, so as a rapper, what is your take on that? So I, I almost love starting with, because I get this question a lot and people are just like, so are you like a Christian rapper? I'm like, kind of officially, yes, that's the community that that's the community that's accepted me. But I really almost give a weird answer of just like so technically yes but the use of the term christian to like differentiate between oh he's a christian rapper or he's a christian painter or a christian producer or like whatever it is like the use of the term christian to differentiate art is kind of a recent phenomenon like it used to be that people were just artists so like you look all like you know you look back to like the renaissance where there was a plethora of art that was created for the church. You look at like Handel, Mozart, Michelangelo, Da Vinci, like that whole group of people, they were just considered artists, but they composed masses. They've got the Sistine Chapel. Like we've got Mozart wrote a bunch of masses, like all of these different things. For me, it's like, you know, I am a Christian. I am a Catholic, you know, but I don't necessarily claim the genre or title of Christian. If people want to accept me and listen to me in those spaces, I will graciously accept, you know, I, I love the fact that there are people that are like, yeah, no, I, I love that he's Christian. I love that he's doing these things. But, you know, for me, I feel like sometimes it does end up being very restrictive. So for me, I almost follow uh, John Paul II's understanding of art, where it's like, we're here for those kind of three transcendentals. We're here to speak truth, beauty, and goodness into the world. So like, yes, I'm a Christian, yes, I'm a rapper, but I'm not officially a Christian rapper. But I also do Christian rap. It's kind of a weird combination of things. But like, honestly, I feel like the, the, the term rapper is almost too restrictive as well. Like, I feel like most of these rappers that we're hearing, like, they're not just rappers, they're artists. Like, 
I feel like the term rapper has gotten such a connotation of like, oh, it's going to be so, you know, it's going to be this exactly. It's like, no, everybody else is called an artist. I think we should all be called artists. Definitely put some respect on the art right there. And that was a powerful answer, especially the part you mentioned about, um, you know, Da Vinci, Michelangelo. And I think now when we look at how, um, you know, polarized and separate society is in a way, we try to find Christians in different places so that we can look to and say, oh, that's a Christian right there. Oh, that's a Christian in this industry or this sector so that we can claim them as our own separate from the rest of the industry or the world. And so uh, I like that you pointed out JP too. So that was real cool. Um, So something else that you mentioned early on was about, you know, starting off in your recording career or not even recording career, but your interest with hip hop music, you dismissed it as a, you know, non-intelligible form of art. And so even in like in the 80s, in like the early 90s, there was like a whole bunch of, um, you know, those same type of arguments for hip hop. And people thought it was not a great genre. And they thought it was just something trendy or something that should not be taken serious. Um, What do you think are some misconceptions in hip hop that you think need to be clarified? I mean, yeah, uh, looking at like all of those things, like, you know, the reason I thought that it was such an unintelligible form was, you know, part of the part of the reason was because I was surrounded by, you know, I, you know, I'm the, I, I grew up in like a very, you know, well-to-do suburb. So like a lot of the people around me were, were white and really like brought up like kind of those systemic understandings that were just like, oh, yeah, no, this is unintelligent. Why? Because we said it is. And then I started to see kind of the reasons why, as I, you know, grew up, as I went through college, as I, you know, developed some friendships, which is everybody. And I, I started to see like the reason that we, the reason that a lot of people are thinking this is very heavily rooted in like kind of systemic racism. Like there's a false understanding that that hip hop is synonymous with irresponsibility because of the stereotypes involved. You look at any of the stereotypes that people involved with hip hop is like, you know, drugs, violence, flippancy, like these are all essentially negative understandings because it's a lack of understanding about the culture that hip hop grew out of. It was, it was originally such like a rebellious thing. It was like, you know, there's nothing here. Let's make something out of essentially nothing. We've got some vinyls. Let's make something out of it. I think one of the most, one of the best understandings that I've realized is just like the most beautiful part about hip hop as a genre is that there's so much vulnerability and so much authenticity inside of it that you can't get anywhere else because it's, it's so based on the individual's experience. It's so based on the life around it. Um, that it's, it's essentially the epitome of art imitating life, the art that we have intimidates life. And then I think another reason that it's, that it's seen as such a horrible thing is because it's really transformed almost into pop music. So you get 
the pop music version of everything that really just glorifies the worldly aspects of it. It's like everybody sees it now as worldly, when in reality, like all music is worldly. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. You know, the world is not a bad thing. It was created good. It was created for us to be good for us, but we end up twisting it to serve our own needs. But I think a lot of people have only seen the stereotypes of rap. So they see like Lil Pump or they see like, oh, they got like a bunch of rappers with Lil in their names and they can't sing. So they got to use auto-tune. Like, as well, I love auto-tune. It's fun. It's a cool, it's a cool effect. Like, um, but there's, there's a beautiful thing that can shed light and there's a lot of artistry involved. And I think part of it is like people fear, people are fearing what they don't know. Like I've seen in focus, like focus, I love focus, but I've seen like some of my friends that, you know, rap as well, they're Catholic, you know, sometimes that'll get shot down because people don't necessarily know or understand that it's, it's such a powerful tool of evangelization because it's so authentic. Yeah, good points regarding, um, you know, how larger society has its misconception with hip hop and rap this deeply embedded with systemic racism. So that was a good point right there. So my next question, which is like the basic question to ask any musician, like what are some good rappers or albums that are influential to you? So when I think of hip hop, some, some albums that were influential that I really liked that came out were like, um, Kanye West, you mentioned Kanye West, Kanye West College Dropout back in 2003, too. Then uh, Lupe Fiasco's The Cool or Food and Liquor. Like those are three of my favorite albums. So what's some of your favorite albums and favorite rappers? So favorite albums, that's that's a hard question. Um, College Dropout for sure, I love that. First thing that anybody needs to know about me is I am the biggest Kanye stan of all time. Like, I, I've i had arguments with people where I have argued that every single piece of artwork that Kanye has made is the greatest piece of art that has ever been created. They will bring up the most ridiculous things. And it's like, even if I disagree, I will still, I will still agree that Kanye's is the greatest of all time. It, I'm just a wild person like that. This is how I roll. Um, so any Kanye album is fantastic. Um, I love, you know, Amina, J. Cole, like Post Malone, Mac Miller, those guys. Um, Aha Gazelle, um, he's a Christian guy. He's incredible. Um, some of like the Atlanta vibes, so like Lil Baby, um, some people like that, Andy Minio. But honestly, like I listen to rap about half the time, maybe. You know, the other people I listen to is like, Johnny Cash, John Denver, like Green Day, you know, a lot of R&B, Bob Dylan, Prince, stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm really everywhere when it comes to music. So it's, it's kind of a fun time. Yeah, you got to get your like diversity in. You got to get your singer songwriters, rappers, folk music, all that influence you as an artist. So that's pretty oh, yeah. cool. Um, so my last question is, um, you're Catholic. How does your Catholic faith and like the love of the church is conveyed in your music? 
though you may not explicitly say, you know, Catholic and Jesus and all this kind of stuff, um, but you mentioned, you know, JP2's, you know, three transcendentals, like how is that um, conveyed in your music? Right. I mean, like I kind of mentioned a little bit before, like hip hop is such a beautiful tool for evangelization. And like, what's so cool about this is like, I've come to come to find and come to know a lot of fantastic people, especially in the Catholic sphere, that also be that also are doing the same exact things. Like, so you got like the whole crew of like Foundation, you got, you know, Sailu Raps, um, Rebels DMC, like there's so many cool guys that are just like doing some really cool stuff in our in our uh, aspect um you know and a lot of the times they kind of talk about the faith or they talk about aspects of the faith specifically like john levi john levi is such a cool guy he was actually the first catholic rapper to really reach out to me um but his stuff is awesome like a lot of what he does is he kind of talks about like how grace comes into our lives so you just kind of, you know, one of his songs was like uh, spinning, spinning my wheels or something like that. And he was talking about like, just how sometimes like when you, when you get kind of stuck in sin, you kind of like spinning your wheels and then like you go to confession and you just clean it up a little bit. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different stories like rebels is super into the divine mercy. For me, I kind of take a different approach. You know, everybody's kind of got their own thing. Uh, for me, I really kind of take almost a journal approach. So I look at my life and kind of the spiritual battles and decisions I'm making and like the emotions that I'm feeling and I just create. I really focus on that art imitating life to the fullest extent. So like every single word that you can hear in my music, I can explain it like with a whole question. Like, you know, those genius lyrics, mine will take like 20 minutes to explain one song because I got like a story for every single line for words that I've decided to use like there's there's like a kind of Christ taking center stage but also kind of like sitting off to the side at the same time for my music like people know that that the focus is 100% on on Jesus and trying to get to heaven but you know, it's not 100% like Jesus is this and Jesus is that. It's like, this is what I'm going through. Heaven is the goal. And this is how God is working in my life. This is how the saints are working in my life. These are how everybody's working in my life. Um, it's really about how does Christ enter into my life and love me despite the struggles, pain, joy, success. Regardless of all of that, God is still God and he still loves us. So like, yeah, spiritual battles. Another thing that I really like to do is enter into the lives of saints and prophets and explore the parallels of my life and God using imperfect people in the Bible and in, you know, saints and how he uses those imperfect people to, to bring him glory. So like, I have a whole project called Water where it, is, it essentially puts me in the place of Peter of like, I want to walk out on the water, but also like, it's it's a question of like, do you trust me? Like, and that's that's something that's really, that's really powerful and really beautiful to me. 
Um, so yeah, another thing is like, you know, I'm only like 22. So I'm, I'm struggling to learn my vocation still. Like I'm looking at like a bunch of different things. I'm looking at married life. I'm looking at potentially going to seminary, joining the Josephites. Like there's a lot of different things. So you actually get to see some of that in how I create my music. You get to kind of see that discernment journey of like, oh, like, do I want to like get married? Do I want to like maybe go to the seminary? Like what is, what is my purpose? Where am I supposed to be called? Man, that's a that's 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 really powerful. That's a lot going on, especially with the Josephites and you trying to discern your vocation. Then it's just really powerful. All the stuff that you said. So, uh, yeah, prayers your way definitely. Um, so you just mentioned about the saints, which is a fun last question that I like to do. Is who's a saint that you look to? Um, for guidance, intercession, life lesson, or is it saints or is it multiple saints? So who's the saint that you look to? So for sure, um, my top saint, like my favorite guy up in heaven, gotta be St. Michael. St. Michael is dope. Like, like this man, like there's, I have a really strong connection with angels for some reason. Like I just, I feel very connected to them. Probably because my guardian angel's like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, but it looks kind of fun, though. <laughs> um, there's, you know, I have a really strong connection with the angels. And I feel like there's a huge lesson that I, that I learned from, especially like St. Michael, you know, as he's the protector of, you know, all of us from, from the snares of the devil, as the prayer says. One thing that I think I've learned, especially like recently, is that it's more important to be protected from the spiritual harm more than the physical harm. Cause like, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've been saved by angels, like from, from physical death. But I think there's been more, more times where I've been protected from a spiritual death, if that makes sense. Not that we can die spiritually, but like to destroy an extreme amount of my faith I've been protected from that I feel like a lot more than from physical harm and I think the lesson that I've learned from that is like you could it's so much more important to protect your spiritual self than your physical self you look at the martyrs even like that's another lesson you can learn from them it's more important to protect your spirit than it is to protect your body um Mary and Joseph also very very cool um Mary I'm just starting to realize like she gets it. Like that was a recent thing I said in prayer. I was like, all of this pain that I'm going through, all, all of these struggles, I'm like, you get it. You watched your entire like son die. Like you, you had to run away from all of these things. Like the, the amount of struggles and the amount of triumph that Mary's been through is just very inspiring. It's very beautiful. And the fact that Joseph was just in there, just like being a man, like, that's a really cool thing. And, you know, again, joining the Josephites, like, I really do, I really do think that that's a cool and noble thing. And the Josephites are a really good religious order, too. So they're dedicated yeah, they're to social justice and the advancement of, um, you know, Black communities and communities of color. So definitely a good vocation, um, a group, a religious order to choose from out of the many 
um, that can do a lot of good and that have done a lot of good um, for the church. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good. I, mean, I was looking at all of these. I was looking at so many different uh, religious orders. And I'm like, why do I not feel any of these? And I was like, oh, the Joseph. Or no, it was one of my friends. Uh, I was talking to him on Twitter. I think it was Nate. You might know. Him, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was talking to Nate, and he's just like, yeah, I'm thinking about joining the Josephites. I'm like, I've never heard of the Josephites. He's like, oh, it's like all of the people that like are fun. I was like, who are these people? I looked it up. I was like, all right, if I got to go do this, I'm going to go do this one. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's a good time. Yeah, and the Josephites are really, I mean, the priests that I've interacted with in my archdiocese that are Josephite priests have been very welcoming and warming. And so, um, I mean, Nate will do well, just like you will do well, if this is the vocation that God has placed you with. So, yeah, continue to keep you in prayers for um, that discernment for your life right now. Very critical moment for you. Um, Well, yeah, that's going to conclude this interview. And I definitely appreciated you um, sharing this information with us regarding, you know, your faith and all the obstacles and triumphs that you had, plus, you know, giving us information about your recording career. Um, I think all the information that you said is very good and is definitely um, educational because a lot of people have, you know, a lot of misconceptions about hip hop and what it is, but as you highlighted many times, it's really an art form that captures the beauty and, um, most importantly, um, it captures life. It's a very pro-life, um, you know, art form. I think you guys can continue to listen to Saintly Witnesses and um, tune in for the next episode.